0: This is the Resilient and Resourced Educator, and I'm your host, Danette Adams. Today we speak with Derek and Andrea, a two educator family and a study in contrasts. Join us for this beautiful conversation about how pandemic teaching is impacting this family who is dedicated to the power of a solid education. Okay, welcome Derek and Andrea. Thank you so much for joining me here. No problem okay so i would like to ask each of you if you would share um, a memorable or influential teacher or mentor that you've had in your life so who wants to go first
1: uh, my most influential and memorable teacher was um mr toes my high school science teacher and volleyball coach and so those are I mean, he was. I think he's my memorable teacher because he was very good at two things that I really in, enjoyed when I was in high school. And I remember he was the one person who was. I I thought in high school I didn't want. I didn't want to be a teacher in high school, but I first thought that it might be cool because Mr. Because I wanted if I was going to be one, I'd be like Mr. Toles. Yeah, yeah.
0: And those are two things that you do now: science and yeah, you've taught I, volley, uh, coach coach, volleyball, coach volleyball.
1: volleyball yeah and and teach science so
0: yeah yeah awesome great okay andrea
2: i'm not ever as brief as derek um (laughs) (laughs) i don't i don't have a memorable teacher per se but i have three kind of memories that stand out that i think shaped uh my journey in special education uh the first was started when i was in grade one i was picked as a special friend for a child in my class who had some learning challenges and kind of throughout my entire elementary school career career time as a student i was always helping special education students this was in the early 80s when kids were still fully segregated and i grew up in rural manitoba and we had the school that all of the special ed kids went to so i was involved as a student in that program and loved it. Um, And I had kind of decided that I wanted to pursue a career in recreation, um, in therapeutic recreation. And in high school, my calculus teacher told me this, or I told him this, and he said, like, that's not a job. I can't believe you're going to do therapeutic recreation. And like, just really kind of, I don't know, belittled my dreams. So like that to myself, I also thought I'm never going to treat someone like that, like anybody's dreams are relevant. Um, And then the third experience that I think of is I worked as an educational assistant before I became a teacher. And there was a supply teacher in who yelled at all at the kids whenever they asked me a question because I I wasn't the teacher, he was the teacher. And from that, I, I also thought, man, if I ever pursue teaching, I am going to value and treat my team members as equals and make sure that the kids know that too. So I took a really long journey into getting to education. I worked in a variety of different areas before, and this is kind of like a second or third career for me. And all those little experiences along the way, I think, kind of shaped the type of teacher I want to be and the type of leader I want to be as a leader of a team that works in a specialized class.
0: Right. Yeah. So it shaped your journey, but also, yeah, the type of teacher you wanted to be. Yeah, that's great. Thank you. Okay. So during challenging times, um, we often have to lead with our strengths. So I want to know what areas of strength that you take with you into your classrooms, whether you're doing face-to-face classrooms right now or virtual. So what strengths do each of you take with you?
1: My my strength is probably more flexibility and be able to roll with whatever is happening generally. Um, I'm not as much of a planner, but more of a get my boots on the ground and let's deal with what happens as things are happening, which is um, good for now for what's going on now, I guess. Um, but I am seeing that it is much more difficult than uh what it usually is when uh of just kind of being there and trying to make things happen in the moment it's a little harder in uh this covid time
2: i am the opposite i'm a planner (laughs) (laughs) and very detail oriented and i think that that's um it's a strength right now because in my specialized program with all the COVID protocol, there's like so many things to consider for these special ed students and so many protocols to follow that you have to be organized. Like I I have a cleaning schedule for every material in my room. Basically, we've got to have, we've got to think about the way kids move to the bathroom, their safety plans, all that. So I think, Paying attention to details is helpful in that, although I also need to be flexible because my days never go as planned. So it's like balancing the planning and flexibility, I guess. Right. Probably so we you learn from each other. When we
0: look, when we look at conversely, when we switch that around now, so is that what each of you need? So if we look at areas of support you might need during this pandemic school year, what areas where you, where you might need support from other people or resources around you?
1: Yeah, that's that's probably it. Like for me, like I've had to do a lot more planning this year because it's kind of known than I usually have before. Um, it's not my strength. Um, I mean, Andrea helps me a lot during the day because I have to, for planning the stuff here at home with our kids and getting to school and all the stuff that used to happen, she's, She's got our visual schedules on this on the uh, fridge door so the boys and I know what to do. Um, and at school it's a few and this sort of things you got you're, you're stuck in your own cohort in your own room all day you're in your own little island so it's um, so being able to have support of other teachers is difficult now because um, it's you're you can't really see other teachers as much because we're all in our own little spaces and we're not supposed to really be out as too, too often. So, um, I wish we could, I could have more support in that sort of way with our, with, uh, the rest of my colleagues actually.
2: Yeah, I think the support I need is mostly emotional support dealing with, it, there's just so much to do now and I get, easily overwhelmed, probably because I am so detail-focused. I see all the little things that need to be done. Um, And then the stress of COVID, especially I'm working in a class where nobody wears a mask, nobody maintains distance. Your students. My students. My staff is great. (laughs) Um, But I I went from being really, really cautious, and we were, were quite strict throughout this entire six months to being in an environment where that's just not possible i mean we wear a lot of ppe and protect ourselves um but my anxiety around that is high um and then also just always kind of i don't know keeping it in check and and realizing that not everything will get done and that's okay so as you can see we're opposites but (laughs) but maybe (laughs) balance for each other because Derek is really good at keeping me grounded yeah and so are the EAs in my classroom which I'm very lucky opposite of Derek I have three wonderful people in the room with me so that's helpful um, in debriefing and getting kind of that emotional support at school even if I can't socialize so much with the other staff
0: that's great thank you so now if you think about a young teacher there, this being their first year or their second year and having to face all of these challenges that you as a, uh, you know, senior teachers are facing now, what advice would you give to a new teacher who is just starting out?
1: Well, from a Rockway perspective, I mean, that's schedules of the s- schools are different, but I was just thinking that today. I'm not, well, it's either, uh, pardon me, I don't know how, uh, first-year teacher uh, or teaching a new course, it, it, it's tough. Well, maybe, because I feel like there's very there's just less, less time to do things, because you're doing all these other protocols and time is, the schedules are different and there is just no time to do anything. Wow. Barely even have lunch um, in the new protocols, but so I'm, I've been teaching the same thing as I have for years and it's a lot more, I feel like a first-year teacher. Um, so i can't there be a ton of work but maybe it's also because i i feel like it should be feeling different i feel like i should be just rolling with the e like as it should be coming very easily as it um and everything is so much different so maybe that's why i feel more furious. maybe like, i remember as a first year teacher it was crazy <laughs> i did a ton of work all the time maybe it wouldn't make a difference and now because you're just always doing work but that's what i remember from first um, try and do the homework a day ahead of the students um, back when Steve Pfister was giving me yeah. all this all his handouts and stuff and teaching me how to teach math yeah. at the time. So, um, but I can see it definitely being a, a big stress very much. good. Yeah.
2: yeah. I think my advice would be to be gentle with yourself. Like it's, it's hard to be a first year teacher no matter what. It's even harder probably in this. So be like, maybe pick one thing that you want to do really, really well. Like maybe your language program, you're going to focus your energy on that and do a good job at everything else, but realize that everything isn't going to be fabulous. Um, so maybe pick one thing and then a wise person once told me, Is that your kids aren't always going to remember what you teach them anyway. They probably won't, especially in my case, they're not going to remember what I teach them, but they're going to remember how we make them feel. And I think that that's Important for any teacher, especially when you're feeling overwhelmed with curriculum, the most important thing and especially now in COVID, is that the students know that they're safe and that they're cared for and the curriculum comes second like We want them to learn but first they can't learn if they're not safe and feeling loved so i don't know if you've done that then you've done a good job right
0: well you've already expressed how challenging it is with overwhelm sometimes not only with protocols but just emotionally feeling about the safety so if you're putting those things in place for the students that is yes a very very important thing well above curriculum for sure yeah yeah. So the last thing I want to ask you, if you want to consider, what do you see going forward? Like, what are your ideas about what the future of education is going to look like post pandemic? You know, are there some silver linings from this things we're learning? Or are there some great concerns that this might be taking us down a path? What, what do you think about that? I
2: think well, there's some great concerns.
1: Sorry. Yeah, well, I don't think there's too many. There might be silver linings for well, from a teaching perspective, of just trying something different and changing things up, which forced older teachers who've done things for all like me, it's good to do try new, th- look at things in a different perspective. But I mean, as students, I don't know, like just it just everything's just COVID for for good reason for safety's precautions is great, but we're taking away all the things that students enjoy and help in the process of learning, or it's, it's, it's taking away the more natural ways of doing it. So building in inquiry and trial and error when you're sitting at your own desk, and you can't how interact with someone else, and comparing and sharing things and working, it's it's from a science perspective, I found is it's hard. Yeah. And, and then we take away their ability to do sports and interact as a team together. And telling kids who haven't seen each other in months when they're hanging out together and you come and tell them no you guys got to stay away from each other um it's hard it's the the actual on the ground nuts and bolts of this is hard i mean we're doing it for the for um public safety here is what we need to do but moving forward in the future man i hope this can we can get back to coming together more
2: yeah awesome i don't know i'm I'm really concerned that this might lead more to the privatization of education, which is maybe ironic since I'm sitting with a private school teacher, but there's a time and a place for private school education. Obviously, we're a household with one public, one private, so we see the benefits of both, but I don't, I worry that this is going to turn into a have and the have nots and that Um, the public school system is going to keep losing funding because people who can, are going to pull out their kids and then we're seeing in our school board that it's actually a lot of people from lower socioeconomic statuses that are doing online learning for whatever reason. Um, but I worry that without the supports in place those families might not be able to access everything they need from home. And I'm just concerned that there's going to be a greater divide, and that it's going to take time to even that out again. Uh, I really hope that out of this, um, people realize the benefit of smaller class sizes. I really hope that they learn realize how well kids were learning when we were doing inquiry-based hands-on activities and that that straight up lecturing isn't as engaging or like I, I hope we learn a lot from this. I'm worried that it's it's gonna create a bigger divide and I'm worried that it's going to continue to make some of the issues that we're seeing right now around black lives matter even worse because that population we're we're not focusing on what we need to focus on in education right now. Like there's this is a time of unrest. We need to be devoting our our time to addressing these issues, but instead we're devoting our time to cleaning and keeping people safe. We need to do but i am worried that those things are gonna fall by the wayside so i'm hopefully don't but yeah i'm right. concerned.
0: yeah so the inequities that are coming up because of this might get set to the side because we're focusing on just getting through the day and you exactly. too as a, as a family are you encompass almost everything public and private two teachers they're just so much that you're dealing with so Thank you so much. This has been really enlightening and I know the teachers and parents and families that will be watching this video series um, will learn from you. So I thank you very much. And I wish you both the best in both of your different schools and in your family as well. So thank Thank you so much for joining me. No problem, thank you. Okay, take care.
1: Thanks, Annette.